Today on the People Scientist Podcast, I talk about the neuroscience of ASMR. Not sure what that is? Hint, it might have to do with whispering. Keep listening on to find out more, only here on the People Scientist Podcast. listening to The People Scientist, the podcast dedicated to helping us optimize our health with the latest scientific findings on neuroscience, physiology, and nutrition. I, your host, Dr. Stephanie Caligiuri, a nutritionist, physiologist, and neuroscientist, will be here with you every single week, bringing us information to ignite our thinking, to help us be one step closer to the healthiest we can be. Hello, my People Scientist Army, and welcome back to the People Scientist Podcast for episode 101, where every week I arm us with some scientific information so that we can all be a little bit smarter and healthier with every episode. How are you today? You doing okay? I hope that you are, and I hope that I can add a little something to your day with today's episode. So what are we talking about today? I thought it would be a fun topic to talk about the neuroscience of ASMR. Have you heard of ASMR before? It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. What is that? Well, think of a tingling sensation starting in your scalp. It may go down your neck, shoulders, and back. It is accompanied by a calming feeling and positive mood. Many sounds, sights, and touch could bring this feeling on. ASMR has become popularized within the last few years, with many videos and soundtracks now available with these type of stimuli. So what is the neuroscience behind this? Can we use this to our advantage? And why do some people enjoy ASMR and others do not? So as we always do, let's start off with some core takeaways. Imagine you are in a quiet room. You hear two people whispering. Someone else slowly turning the pages of a book. Perhaps someone is slowly brushing your hair. To some people, these stimuli would be annoying or neutral. To others, these stimuli might be very relaxing, positive, and could induce tingling feelings starting in the scalp and running down their spine. Do you remember the children's rhyme and game, dot, dot, line, line? Someone would stand behind you and they would draw on your back as they recited this. Dot, dot, line, line, spiders crawling up your spine. Tight squeeze, cool breeze, now you've got the shiveries. The feeling to these stimuli I just described, that's called Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response or ASMR. ASMR stimuli can include whispering, tapping sounds, watching someone pay close attention to a slow, detailed task like folding origami, or tactile stimuli like a light touch or someone brushing or playing with your hair. People who experience ASMR to these type of stimuli 
seem to have greater recruitment of emotion and attention brain regions versus people who don't elicit this response. Scientists noted that people who convey an ASMR response to these stimuli tend to be more open to new experiences. ASMR-inducing stimuli may provide a way to relax and induce a positive state of mood, and anecdotally, people say it may help them fall asleep. Now, there is some conversation about how ASMR can be a facet of intimacy as well. Is it a new therapy option to promote positive mood and mental well-being? It just might be for some. Now, let's get into those details. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, or ASMR, is a perceptual response in which specific stimuli elicit relaxing and pleasurable tingling sensations that may be initially located to the head and neck region and may spread to other parts of the body. ASMR can induce feelings of relaxation and positive mood. It typically includes auditory stimuli like whispering, tapping, clinking, lo-fi sounds, but it can also be tactile like having your hair brushed, your skin lightly touched, or can be brought on even by olfactory stimulation by inducing certain smells like peppermint. Plorio in the journal PLOS One in 2018 reported that in people who enjoy ASMR, more than 70% said they enjoyed people speaking softly, having their hair played with or brushed, or listening to someone whisper. So these seem to be the most, most popular stimuli for ASMR. Now, when asked to watch videos of some ASMR stimuli, participants noted feelings of tingling, increased levels of excitement and calmness, and decreased levels of stress and sadness, a reduction in their heart rate, and an increased conductance on their skin was noted as well. So the scientists of this study concluded that taking part in ASMR stimuli might be a method of therapy to help people relax and to reduce negative emotions. What do you think? Have you ever experienced ASMR? Did it help you feel better and more calm? Many people report as such. As a result, today on YouTube, you can find a plethora of videos of people providing ASMR stimuli, like people folding origami, whispering and telling a story, wrapping their hands slowly for a boxing fight, etc. It's a really interesting, out-of-the-box idea to induce relaxation, isn't it? People who enjoy ASMR have also been coined as the whisper community. Whispering or soft talking is a very popular ASMR stimulus. So what is it about whispering that makes it so effective? As Lee in 2011 wrote, the whisper is a site of power in our hypersonic world, which since the dawn of the industrial age has become more and more cacophonous. Many vocal sounds are indistinct when whispered, therefore making clear communication difficult. Therefore, it requires closeness between the speaker and the listener and a high level of attention to one another. This is what makes the whispering feel intimate and powerful. Particularly right now, at a time in our world, when we are all so physically separated, we're lacking intimacy with others. So right now, people might be even more so drawn to ASMR stimuli and the intimacy that whispering may offer us. 
Barrett in 2017 surveyed 126 individuals to determine what characteristics of the stimuli would elicit the ASMR response for people. Now, the pitch of someone's voice was dictated as very important, typically with a lower pitch voice being popular. Commonly, someone whispering very quietly and slowly is an effective ASMR stimuli. Sounds made from using an object like turning a page in a book, opening a bag of chips, the sound of someone eating something crunchy, tapping on metal objects, etc., seem to elicit this tingly feeling and positive, relaxing mood. Now, in a video of someone focusing on fine detail, even like folding paper of origami and the sounds associated with that, might also be very pleasing to watch and hear, according to this survey in 2017. Now, not everyone exhibits ASMR feelings or responds positively to these typical stimuli. So why is that? Who might be more likely to have this feeling? Well, Fred Borg in 2017 in the journal Frontiers in Psychology wanted to determine what type of personality traits were common among people who exhibited ASMR responses. Just like in last week's episode, I talked about the big five personality traits And here in this study, they looked at them again. This includes openness, conscientiousness, and now I can say that word. It took me some time from last week. Extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. So in this study, they had a control group that did not experience ASMR stimuli and a group that did. Then they answered a survey with a series of questions to determine their personality trait scores. So which five traits do you think were more common in those that experience ASMR. Those who experience ASMR tend to be more open, which makes sense in my opinion. They are open to new experiences, new feelings, sensations, etc. But interestingly, those who exhibited ASMR-like feelings to these stimuli also scored higher for neuroticism and lower scores for conscientiousness and extroversion. So the scientists interpreted this as those who experience ASMR tend to be open to new experiences, but may also be less able to control their negative emotions. They may be more likely to feel anxious, depressed, or frustrated. It is thought that ASMR may provide a relief to those negative neurotic emotions in particular individuals. So of course, this is not always the case but they just found an increased likelihood of this personality trait in those who experience ASMR. So, can ASMR become a part of a treatment strategy for some to induce positive mood and relaxation? Perhaps. So what is the neuroscience behind this? Well, Smith in 2019 in the journal Peer J investigated exactly this. So you know I love to bring in fMRI or functional magnetic resonance imaging studies whenever possible because these studies can let us know which brain regions are involved in which tasks. So Smith and colleagues recruited 34 individuals for this study, 17 people who previously experienced ASMR and 17 controls that do not. The individuals underwent fMRI scans of their brain while watching six four-minute videos. Three of the videos were designed to elicit ASMR tingling and three videos were not. Essentially what the scientists noted was that in individuals who reported ASMR-like effects, so the tingling sensations and positive relaxed mood, 
they had greater recruitment in brain areas related to sensation, emotion, and attention. Meanwhile, this was not seen in the control subjects who did not experience these feelings. So these brain regions that were more likely to be recruited with ASMR included the cingulate gyrus, the cortex, the right paracentral lobule, and the thalamus. Now, why do certain people respond to these stimuli and have these brain regions recruited and others do not? We haven't quite figured that out yet. This is still a very new area of science. Often the answer to these types of questions involves genetics, which might dictate our sensitivity to stimuli, our receptor sensitivity in certain brain regions. It may also have to do with one's physical sensitivity to these things as well, like the sensitivity of their skin and to touch. But we really don't know quite for certain just yet. Hopefully some interesting studies will come out soon on that. I also tried to find some solid evidence on whether or not ASMR could help with insomnia, improving sleep, or measures of depression or anxiety. But that data just doesn't quite exist yet. I mean, anecdotally, many people report that they like to watch videos or listen to ASMR before bed in order to distract and relax them, which aids in their ability to fall asleep. But the concrete clinical trial evidence to support that just doesn't quite exist yet. So that is it, my people scientist army. A shorter episode for this week because there is not too much scientific evidence out there on ASMR just yet. Just a handful of clinical studies looking to characterize exactly what ASMR is and how it may improve mood for some. ASMR can induce a physiological response of a tingling sensation, reduced heart rate, increased skin conductance, and a positive mood in some people. It has been thought of as a way to potentially connect people, to increase intimacy, and to be a strategy to reduce negative mood and negative emotions. YouTube has a ton of videos if this is something you wanted to try out and experience. It is funny because I have had several of you tell me that you like to listen to my podcast to relax. And in fact, that you listen to the podcast before bed in order to help you fall asleep. And at first I was like, I don't know what to think about that. that you listen to my podcast to fall asleep. But now I think I understand it a little bit better that perhaps my tone of voice is very relaxing and soothing to you. So thank you for saying that. In fact, a few of you have asked me to do an ASMR video or podcast episode, not just on the scientific information, but to actually do the ASMR. So you asked and you shall receive. So after this, I have a couple short excerpts where I recite some Shakespeare from Romeo and Juliet. And hopefully for those of you that requested it, you will enjoy it. So if you don't already follow me on social media, you can do so via the description box to this episode because on my social media, that is where I'd like to share some of the studies and papers that I cite in the show. If you want to, by chance, buy me a coffee to say thank you for the podcast, you can find out how to do that in the box below as well. So I hope you all have a wonderful week, and thank you for tuning in and for hanging out with me in today's episode. And I look forward to meeting you all back here for another podcast episode, same time and same place next week. Bye for now. So here is some relaxing Shakespeare for those of you who requested it. I hope you enjoy.
What say you? Can you love the gentleman? This night we shall behold him at our feast. Read over the volume of young Paris's face and find delight writ there with beauty's pen. Examine every married lineament and see how one another lends content and what obscured in this fair volume lies. Find written in the margin of his eyes. This precious book of love, this unbound lover, to beautify him only lacks a cover. The fish lives in the sea, and tis much pride, for fair without the fair, within to hide. That book in many's eyes doth share the glory that in gold clasps locks in the golden story. So shall you share all that he doth possess by having him making yourself no less. Okay, that's it for today. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Bye for now. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates. Thank you.